you can see that we're about to do the responsive reading. But before we jump into the responsive reading, let's recognize again that what God has done for us. We have 99 years. We, the congregation, the people at Zion Hill right now, visitors and friends, we are that people that our foreparents prayed for. Our foreparents died for our foreparents believed for. They started a small church. Do you know how many started with them that are not here today? Because of God's grace and mercies, we're here. Now, as you take a look and see, we're about to do the responsive reading. And I'm going to take a little liberty. And I just want to share with you, and my pastor may be more familiar with this than some of the older members. There was a time when we would have in church call and response. And somebody might start off, Lord, I wish you would come by here. And then the congregation will respond, I wish the Lord would come by here. It was the church, the body of Christ, acknowledging together the power, the love, and the authority of God and where he has brought us from. So at this time, as we do the responsive reading. I want you to join in as the body of Jesus, recognizing and celebrating where we're at and where we're yet to go through the power and authority of our Heavenly Father in Jesus. So as we start, I'm going to read what's in black and the body is going to read what's in red. So if we could, could everyone please stand? All together now. Again, I got the black, you guys have the red. Lord, 
you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born or brought forth the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassion never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Our Lord, our God, for the vision of those who plan for this congregation and for the commitment and dedication of all who serve together at the time of origin. For those who have served so faithfully in leadership positions as pastors, deacons and staff members. For those who have willingly given of their efforts to teach to encourage, and to counsel. For those who have been such a part of our fellowship for so many years and now serve you in the church, triumph in heaven. For those who have been such a part of our fellowship for so many years and now serve you in the church, triumph in heaven. For baptism we celebrate, professions of faith we have heard, and answers to prayers that we have experienced. For a congregation that has always desired to worship you faithfully and vibrantly, hearing your words, singing your praise, and singing and seeking your, your strength. For a commitment to remain true to your word in, word in a world of confusing and conflicting voices. For generosity that has enabled us to reach far beyond the community with the word and witness of the gospel. For hundreds of children and youth who have been here as they were trained in the ways of the Lord and now serve him around the world. And for a free and prosperous land that has given us opportunity to thrive and to worship and serve for the sake of your kingdom. Let's give God a hand clap. Glory to your Father in Jesus' name.
grateful to our young people. Will you help me celebrate all these young singers giving glory to God? Amen. I believe we can do better than that. Let's, let's celebrate our young people. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful. They say we ought to bless the Lord. Because he has done great things. Amen. It's now time for us to honor God with our giving. Anybody excited about that? Giving is receiving. So get in the habit of giving. I share with my our congregation this morning. That when I was young, like those people singing, I had some concern about life. One of those concerns, ladies and gentlemen, was that I noticed in the neighborhood that I was growing up in Africa, they were rich in so many natural resources. They're rich in gold, they're rich in silver. They got oil, they got diamonds, I mean, name it. It's all in Africa. But at the same time, I noticed that most of them are poor. So I knew something is wrong. I couldn't put my hand on it, but I knew something is not right. Well, bless God, I wanted to change that. I was just a little youngster. Then I noticed even here in America with all the blessings God has bestowed on this country most Christians are poor. So again I knew something is wrong. How can your father in heaven made all things but you struggling payday to payday? It didn't take much for me to know something needs to be done. Then the Lord gave me a, a wisdom to learn. When I get ready to learn, the way I learn is very simple. I find somebody doing better than me. And I just watch what they do so I can learn from them. And this has worked for me for years. I, I gave some examples this morning. When I came to this community, Central Louisiana, and I have the honor of being pastor of this church, I also knew I don't know how to pastor anybody. So guess what I did? I just asked a simple question. Is there any church in this town that is doing well? And the name of the Pentecostals of Alexandria was given to me. So guess what I did? I simply go there every week. During the weekdays, because I couldn't go on Sunday, I have to be at my church. But during the weekdays, I'll go there and buy their tape. It costs $5. 
and I learned to invest in my own self. Some preachers cannot grow, cannot prosper because they have never learned to invest in themselves. And I will buy those steps religiously and I will study from the, the start of their worship service, I follow how they did, how they handled their worship service, how they collect offering, how they pray, how they acquire sin. I mean, the effectiveness, the impact, impactfulness of their choir. That's how I learned to do what I'm doing now. Because the Bible says the less is, is blessed by the better. And bless God, when it comes to this thing called finance, I did the same thing. And it always worked. Many of you probably hear you believe in God to increase you financially. It's not fair if I say give, give, but I don't show you how to make money. Where will your giving come from? The manna has ceased. God is no longer raising, dropping hamburgers from the sky. So what I did is to look for any group of people that are doing better financially so I can learn from them. And I found out that the Jewish people, everywhere they go, they prosper financially. I'm not a Jew. In the spirit I am, but in the natural, I'm not a Jew. I'm an African. But I can see their success. They went to Russia. They took over. They went to Germany. They took over. They went to other parts of Europe. They came to America. They dominate. So people who want me to say, oh, because they are chosen by God. No. They have a system. They have wisdom in handling their finance. And I simply learn what they're doing. And it worked for me. Freely I receive, freely I give. If you also want to increase your finance, this is what you need to do. Whatever amount of money you're making right now, you have to have five different jars. This is what the Jews do to every one of their kids when they were little kids. They give them five jars. And one of those jars is what they designate as spending money. Every money that you make, you are only allowed to spend 50% of your income. If right now you're spending more than 50%, you have already signed up for poverty. It's not the amount, it's the principle. How much are you allowed to spend? 50%. Then you need 10% for charity. In other words, you have to help somebody else. If you want to be blessed, you cannot just be spending all your money and expect God to open the windows of heaven. It don't work that way. 
the Jews have learned to be a blessing to others. Where if you spend 50% of your income and you give 10% to charity, altogether you spend 60%. You're only left with 40%. So that 40% out of it, 10% belongs to God. It's called tithes. You have to return back to God what belongs to him. That left you with only 30%. Then 20% of that you have to infest. It's very critical that you learn to infest. I practice it right here in this church. I told all my staff, 20% of my income, I don't want to see it. Infest it for me. And I turned them free because I never saw it, I never missed it. And if you don't believe me, talk to Mr. Ariel Davis and Miss Hinton. They're the one handling my investment. But use your imagination. If you save 20% of your income for 26 years, I've been here. Do you think I'm broke? This system works. It works for the Jews. You can learn the same thing. Then you still have 10% more. Guess what you need to do with that? Save. Saving. So if you learn to save 10% of your income, somebody is fixing to be a multimillionaire now. If you learn to save 10% of your income and you learn to invest 20% of your income and you learn to help others 10% and you return back to God what we call tithes, 10%. And you spend 50%. You discipline yourself not to spend more than 50%. In matters of few years, you will dominate this planet. That's how easy it to make money. Begin to practice what the Jews are doing. You will see yourself move from a land of not enough to a land of more than enough. If you receive that, say amen. amen. I'll see you at the top. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you are a lovely Father who made all things and who want your children to prosper. Forgive us, oh God, of bad management irresponsibility in handling our finance. We're praying that you will open windows of heaven, but we are not qualified to receive. Have mercy on us. Lord, I pray through your Holy Spirit that you will touch the hearts of men and women. That we will become good managers, good stewards, Lord, I thank you that you have promised to trust us. If 
we will learn to manage our resources. I thank you for increase in this house. I pray that you will raise more, more, more people that will be good ambassadors in this world in the area of finance. I thank you for good measure. Press down, shake it together. Our cup running over as we give to men and women. Help us to remember with the same measure we measure to others, it shall be measured to us. I thank you that poverty will have no place in this house. I cover your people with the blood of Jesus. I speak increase, plenty, anointing of more than enough. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. The ushers will come. Don't forget our commitment to give. Let the Lord use you.
getting good and good. I want to welcome all of you, our guests today. We are grateful, grateful for your presence. If you're a visitor here for the first time, please let's see your hand. We just want to celebrate you. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, let's thank God for all of our guests. We are very, very, very grateful. We're glad to see you, Reverend Thompson, back with us. Amen. We love you. That's one of the sons of the house. We're glad to see Dickiness Cordelia with us back. Amen. That's one of 